Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another sermon on Grow God's Light Podcast. Let us pray. Father God, we come before you today just to say thank you for your grace and everlasting mercies. Father, we thank you for everything that you have placed upon us in our lifetime. Father, we thank you for allowing us to have ease in knowing that you are in control of all things. Father, we thank you that we are able to walk, talk, sing, shout, touch, feel, and taste. Father, we thank you that we are able to move our limbs today. Father, we thank you for all of the things that you supply us with. For you did make the promise, Father, of saying you will supply all of our needs. Father, we thank you for allowing us just to be in your presence. Father, we thank you for always watching over us, guiding us, protecting us, and ordering our steps. Father, we thank you for each and everything that you have done for us in our lifetime. All these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message is going to be on the names of God. When we start off, we talk about Jehovah. Jehovah is the true name of God in the Bible. That name means it is the creator of all things. It is God's unique name revealed in the Bible. The meaning comes from Hebrew, which means to become. Another meaning that they also consider in the name of Jehovah is he causes to become. The image of God fits Jehovah's rule as creator and the fulfiller of his purpose. The name of God is in present time, not past times. We know that is true because we know God is not the God of the dead, but God is of the living. In the Bible, we have mentioned multiple times that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When God talked to Abraham, he formed a covenant which is known as the Abrahamic Covenant. This was a covenant that was made with Abraham and repeated in generations to come. When God created that covenant with Abraham, it was an agreement that was made between both of them, which means that only one of them was responsible to act on that agreement, that covenant. In the case of that agreement between God and Abraham, God was the only one who was required to act on it making it an unconditional covenant. It was found in Genesis. Abraham was a man living in ancient times. He was a descendant of Noah. God called Abraham and gave him a command that was a promise. God said, go from your country and your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you of great nations and I will bless you with your name so that you will be a blessing to all that will see you, all your descendants. I will bless those who will bless you, Abraham. And I will dishonor those who will curse you. And all your families on earth will be blessed. That is me and you. We are a part of that covenant. We are a part of Abraham's family. And this is the promise that we now call the Abrahamic covenant. We know that the Abrahamic covenant was made official by cutting open a dove or some other type of animal and placing them on the ground so that both parties involved in the covenant could walk between the pieces. But in this case, 
the one that God made with Abraham, God took a form. He created a smoking furnace and he placed a flaming torch on it. He placed that torch between the pieces alone. He caused Abraham, when this torch was burning, to fall asleep while this took place, ensuring that the covenant was to fall on God and not on Abraham. When God formed this covenant with Abraham, the first thing that God told Abraham that he promised him land. God said that he would give him land. God told Abraham he needed him to move to another land. God told Abraham that he would show him where he needed to move. And God also instructed Abraham. When he went to that land, it was called Canaan. But it would be several more generations before Israel excuse me, took full possession of that land. Secondly, God told Abraham, he promised him, he promised him descendants. He said a lot of descendants he would give him. He compared the descendants to the sand that's on the seashore or the stars that's in the sky who would bless this whole earth. God told Abraham that his descendants would become great nations with mighty kings and queens. Thirdly, God told Abraham, he made a promise that would bring a blessing and redemption to all the people through Abraham's people. God made his promise again to Isaac and again to Jacob. Desperate the sins in the lives of all these patriarchs, God's unconditional promise stands. Since he was the only participant in this covenant, there is no way for the actions of humans to make the promise null and void. The Abrahamic covenant is everlasting. It extends into the future kingdoms of Christ. It is extended for generations upon generations. Those generations consist of me and you. God blessed it. He redeemed it and he promised it. God has made sure that this has been carried down through Abraham, Isaac's, and Jacob's descendants, which is me and you. What an awesome God we serve, that God brought that covenant together in between Abraham, and that he extended that down into the generations of Isaac and Jacob. See, we have a God that always has a plan, always orders our steps, always has a preparation for us. And when God does things in his divine order, when he gives it to us in our divine timing, we know that God is watching out for our best interest. You see, God told Abraham, allow me to set your future. Trust me, have faith of a mustard seed. Allow me to prepare a place for you. I will give you land to plant your food. I will give you promises that will create a world of lovely descendants for you that will carry my bloodline down the road that would initiate kings and queens 
and patriarchs and all that God would need to build his kingdom up. That would be me and you. See, we came together in this world because God said, I choose you. You are the chosen ones in this world who are to represent me. You are the chosen ones who are to go forward. You are the chosen ones who are to bring my light into the people's lives that don't have my light in their lives. You are the chosen ones to speak truth into people. You are to spread my unconditional love. You are to explain to them what the word agape love means. You are to show them who I am, what I am, what I stand for, why I'm here, what I can do, and how I can prepare a place for them where they can come to me. They can talk to me in secrecy, and I will bless them. Whatever desires they have of their heart, we will discuss them. We will come to an agreement. We will work on those. We will make it a positive experience for them. They will grow in me. I will mature in them. And then we know that once we do that, they will become a patriarch of my kingdom. You see, God is a God of preparing things for us. One time or another, when we go before God and we want things, we don't want to wait on God. We decide that we want to do it ourselves. So we don't wait for God to order our steps. And we don't wait for God to prepare things in the steps that he has ordered. We want to jump above that. We don't want to allow God to move us in his direction at his specific time on his specific day. We don't want that. We want to jump over God. We want to do it our way. When you jump over God and you don't allow God to order your steps and to deliver to you what you need at his divine timing, you are jumping over God and you are jumping right into the enemy. The enemy knows that you have no patience. He will feed on that patience and he will come into your life and he will start to take your steps and move them away from God and start to diminish your life and bring it down. He will decrease you and decrease you till he has your fullest attention and then you will be diverted away from God. It will not be a very good experience for you. So God is saying, when you ask him for something, when you come to him because you are a patriot, you are a child of God, you are chosen to represent him, you are chosen to bring his kingdom together. You are chosen to spread God's light out into his people. You are the chosen ones. So God is saying, spend time with me. Allow me to show you the divine stuff that I have planned for you in your lifetime. Let me show you how I can elevate you to move forward in me. Let me show you how I can ascend your spirit closer to me. We can come on one accord and we can talk and we can discuss things and I can show you and I can promote you and I can propel you forward in me. See, when God propels you forward in him, everything that you want, everything that you need, God will supply it for you. God will supply it for you in your divine timing, but you have to be patient. You have to wait on God. You have to stop moving your own self in your own worldly ways. You have to be patient. You have to wait on the Father. You see, the Father created you. He knows what you need. He knows exactly where to take you. He knows where to propel you. He knows your strength. He knows your weaknesses. He knows how to take those weaknesses and he knows to turn them into strength for you. So that's why you have to communicate with God. You have to give God a chance to work on you. You have to give God a chance to mold you. He did create you. He did put his image in you. But as I said, when we come down here in the worldly ways, sometimes we get deterred away from God. God has to redirect you back to him. And then you have to lean on God. 
Stop trying to understand your life. It is not for you to understand. Your life is brought to you by God. God said he is the deliverer, the way maker. And he will show you the way you need to go. But you have to lean into God and you have to wait. When you wait on God, you learn in that wait time. You see, that's the awesome thing about God that we don't understand. When God is telling you that you need to patiently wait on things, within that time period, when you wait, God will teach you things between the time period that you're waiting and the time period that he will give it to you, and he will bless you with it. You will learn things in between. You see, that's the kind of God we serve. When God says he will show up and show out, he will show up and show out. But you have to know. You have to know that when you wait on God, when you have faith of a mustard seed, when you know that God will supply all your needs, these are God's principles and his promises that he brings us. When he does bring things to you, you will understand them because you will be connecting with God on the spiritual realm. You see, we always try to connect with God on the human realm. Yes, we are in human form. Yes, God did create us, but God did place his spirit in you. We are... Spiritual beings having a human experience. Once we understand where that is, once we understand and connect with God on that level, God will show you things that you never thought was even possible in your lifetime. He will elevate you to places that you never even thought was possible. But you have to connect with God. You have to learn God. You have to allow God to remold you. You see, he placed his image inside your heart. You know why he's placed it inside your heart? He placed it inside your heart and he surrounded your heart with his blood. You have the blood of God in you. God's DNA is in you. Once you make that connection with God that you have his DNA, once you know that you are covered by the blood of God and God has placed his blood within you, once you understand that his image is protected inside of you, inside your heart, where no one can get to it. You see, on the outside, we are flesh. The flesh is weak. The flesh the enemy can take control of. So you see, that's why God placed your image, his image, inside you. Because he was protecting it and he was surrounding it with his own blood. His own DNA was in that process. That was a heavy process for God to come up with. Because God said, I have to plant myself inside, deep inside the heart. Where no one can get to it but me. But then we have the human flesh on the outside. And when we have the human flesh on the outside, this is why we go before God and he rebirths us. We get rebaptized because then God got to come upon you. He has to remold you back to him. Because see, once we have come into the world, we go into these worldly ways. The world comes upon us and they start to create us and they start to turn us and they start to have us believe in these things that are non-existent. But God said, when you connect with him, when you know that his existence is in you, his spirit is in you, it is protecting you. Isn't it amazing that God's spirit in you also protects your whole being? Isn't it amazing that God has placed his spirit, his image within your heart and he has protected everything that is inside your body? Isn't the body how we work? We work by the human body. So God placed his image within your heart to make sure that your organs, your blood, your tissues, your bones, your ligaments, your muscle, so that everything can work according to his will. You breathe because God's image is within you. You live because God has blessed you to live an abundant life. But when you come into the worldly ways, 
you will be conditioned of the worldly ways. This is why God said, communicate with me on a spiritual level so that I can show you the wrongs from the rights. So I can show you all the rights that overweigh the wrongs. You see, we have to understand the enemy is here. He's making his presence known. And he knows your flesh is weak because we are existing in a worldly ways. But you also have to realize that we are fighting a spiritual warfare. See, the devil knows he got your outside, but he cannot penetrate to your inside because that's where God lives. That's where God puts your organs. That's where God is functioning and allowing you to live this life that he created you for. So the devil knows that he's on the outside and he knows that you are weak. So you must get yourself into the spiritual realm of God so that God can recondition you so that he can remold you back to him. You see, God can take his image and he can place it on the outside of you. You see, when God places his image outside on you, you will beam of light. People will draw to you. People want to, will un, want to understand you. They want to understand why you are the way that you are. Why do you look the way that you look? Why do you talk the way that you talk? You see, when we get our image from God and he places it on the outside of us, we begin to beam. We begin to shine for God. You see, God elevates everything that is on the outside of us. That means how we look, how we talk, how we speak, how we uplift ourselves. How we connect with God. He reveals that on the outside of us. So then our light, it starts to shine out. We see people that come upon us. They say certain things to us. And we're wondering why they're talking to us that way. It's because God is shining our light out. They are drawn to it. They're attracted to it. They want it. So they want to know how you got there. I'm here to tell you, I got there because of God. I got there because God took his image that was inside of me. And he brought it outside of me. You see, he's allowing me to have this conversation with you right now, you know, because he elevated me. He matured me to understand what the difference is between his image inside of me and his image outside of me. You see, we can take what God has put in us and we can born it out into the world. See, if everybody could get on the same accord and we could spread God's agape love around to everybody, if we can spread his light out to everybody, if we can mold everybody into learning that we must position ourselves to hand out unconditional love, then guess what? The world would be a much better place. But you see, most people, it's hard for them to make that transition. It's hard for them to believe that there is a God that we serve. It's hard to, for them to believe that God did create their life. You know, it takes for something to happen to us, for us to come back to God in the spiritual realm and ask why. And ask God and ask him to help us and, and beg him for his forgiveness. You see, when you get in that spiritual realm, you know, God gives you a new maturity. So whatever comes to your life, when he has elevated you, when he has taken his, taken his image that was inside of you and he put it outside of you and you begin to shine. The enemy don't like that light. So what he does is he brings things into your life that will try to divert you from God. But I'm here to tell you, when you make that transition, when you shine out for God, when God's image is coming from the inside of you and it's starting to shine out to the outside of you, 
the ways of the world, you won't you won't pay no attention to that because you're in the spiritual realm with God. So the things that exist in this world ain't going to bother you. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what threats they make. It doesn't matter what they tell you. It doesn't matter if they tell you we have this disease and that disease and that virus. You are covered by the blood of God. You won't be worried about none of that stuff because you know God has you. You know God is protecting you. He's watching over you. So you ain't going to worry about what you hear on the TVs. You're not going to worry about what you hear on the radios. You're not going to worry about people panicking because you know God is in control of all things. God has the final say, not the people down here on earth. God will remove whatever he needs to remove in the earth. You see, we need to put more attention on God and stop putting more attention on these viruses and these diseases and and all the things that's happening in the world that's terrible. We need to put our focus on God. A lot of times we don't focus on God. We focus on things that's unnecessary. Stop focusing on things that's unnecessary. Put your focus and your attention on God. Allow God to take his image of you inside and put it outside of you. Allow yourself to shine for people. Allow yourself to go out and help people. Allow yourself to show these people. Have faith in God. Stop worrying about what the world is saying. Worry about what God is showing you. You see, when you start to look around in the world, God makes himself known. He makes himself known. Open your eyes up and see what God is showing you. He's showing you a lot. You have to realize, if you don't connect yourself with God, you will begin to panic. You will begin to be scared. You will begin to be depressed. You will begin to be despised because you have all these enemies that surrounding you on TVs and on the radios and catching your attention and we're panicking. You have to know, God got your back. Stop worrying yourself about what these people are saying in the world. They're not God. God created them too, just like he created me and you. They are on the same level as we are. We are no different. Your positions mean nothing to God. Your status means nothing to God. God is looking at your heart. This is how God is judging us on what we are doing down here on this earth to make a difference. He's not concerned about your money. If God gives you something to do, your purpose down here on earth, he will supply all your needs. That means money too. God knows you need money for your purpose. God knows you need your money, his money to do his will. God will supply it to you. All you got to do is ask God for it. And all you got to do is wait for God's divine timing. You see, God supplies everything you need when you need it in his own time. God saying to us, get yourselves together. Communicate with me on a spiritual realm. Let me show you how to get my earth back to where it used to be. See, our earth is separated. Our earth is half dark and a little bit of light. Do you know what that means? It is up to us as individuals, as warriors of God, to direct this earth back to where God wants it. You have the power. You were born with the power within you. You have God's image. You have God's blood. You have God's DNA. God is always directing your path. But you see, when we're in the world, he weighs down here. The devil finds his way to come in and redirect you. But let me tell you, even when the devil comes into your life and he redirects you away from him, God still gives you a conscience. God still allows you to say no. 
God still allows you to redirect yourself back to him. But see, some of us, we don't understand that. So what we do, we still continue to go down the road where the worldly ways are. The worldly ways ain't going to save you. The worldly ways will swallow you up whole. The worldly ways will kill you. You will never see the opportunity that God is allowing you to see. You see, as I said, when you bring God's image of inside of your heart, outside into the world, God immediately places a armor of protection around you. God immediately allows his angels to surround you. God immediately opens up the lines of communication between you and God. God immediately has the angels protecting you and they surrounding you through your whole life. He does things that will protect you because he loves you unconditionally because you took the time out to connect with him. You took the time out to spend time with God. God is always available. God is all around us. There's no reason why you won't connect with God. God is saying, come to me. Stop looking at what they're saying in the world. Stop looking at what's happening in the world. God is saying, come to me. Do you know we have the power within us that we can actually heal this world? If God's children would come together, we can heal God's world. We can lift this world up. We can rebirth this world back to God. We can restore the peace in the world if we all just come back together under God's authority. If we all would have faith of a mustard seed and know that God is in control of all things, this earth would be restored. Do you know people that's in positions that we don't want to positions if we come together as God's children and we pray together under God's divine guidance that we can remove that person let's not talk about it let's be about it go into sanctuary with your heavenly father and say listen this person ain't no good we need to remove them from this position they're not helping us they're not growing us they're not maturing us they're not moving us forward and our heavenly father will remove that person you see, God puts people in places because he wants to show us examples of who he is. When God makes a move, he does it boldly. You will know. I will know. He will show us. We don't have to do nothing. We just can be warriors. So when God makes his move, we are ready. We are in place. We are focused. Because we know God is here. And we know that we have to step in when God steps out. You see, God places us in positions down here on this earth. It is our calling. What has to be done before us to wake up and recognize just who we are? We are sons and daughters of God. We are kings and queens of God. We are his divine counterparts. We are his divine descendants. We are a part of God. And we are here to make a difference for God. Place God in your life, above your life, in your life, through your life. Talk about God. Sing about God. Praise God. Dance for God. Work for God. Walk for God. In all your ways, acknowledge the Heavenly Father. And God will 
provide us with direction on restoring his earth. You see, we rebirth his earth back to God. God rebirths us. You see, once he catches our attention, once he shows us that we're going down the wrong road, once he directs us back to the road of righteousness for his name's sake, we will surrender to him. We will grow in God. We will mature in God. But you have to step out of the worldly ways and go into a spirituality with the Heavenly Father. He loves you unconditionally. He wants to change your life in a way that you would not understand. He wants to connect with you on a spiritual realm. Connect with God. He's waiting for you. He wants to propel you forward in him. He wants to promote you in his kingdom. For his name's sake, not yours, for his name's sake. Love your father. Appreciate the life of creation that he has given you. Move forward in God. And allow God to move you forward in him. It is a blessing that God even chose us. To reveal his life within us. So let's turn to God. And let's focus on God. And let God direct our paths in life. God will reveal himself to you. God will show up in this world. He will show out in his world. Love yourself, growing God, surrender all that you have and all that you are. Remember, you didn't get it by yourself. You have it because God gave it to you. And when God gave it to you, he can also take it away from you. So show your appreciation. Get close to our Heavenly Father and grow in God. Well, I thank you for joining me on another sermon on Grow God's Light podcast. May God continue to bless each and every one of you. Until next time, blessings.